Kia didn't just make an eight-seat family car, they made a grand utility vehicle. Kia Carnival GUV. Australian-owned and supporting communities, the arts and you. Join Lumo Energy today for a brighter essay. This is Sports Day. Very good evening this very warm Thursday afternoon. Malcolm Blood and David Wildey Sports Day SA for Tire Power, Australia's biggest independent tire retailer. Keeping you safe on the roads, tirepower.com.au. Big footy final sale now on. Shortly, Aaron Hamill will join us from the Carlton Footy Club. But you've got the teams in. Now, there's a bit of talk that Todd Marshall was not going to play because of that bad hip. But it's not Todd Marshall that's uh, he's still in. There's someone else out. Yeah, Jeremy Finlayson's been omitted. Um, I know his form's dropped off a bit, but I, I thought he might be available because of maybe he could play a bit of back, David, a bit of forward. But the changes are Port Adelaide, Charlie Dixon in, Dylan Williams and Jeremy Finlayson out. And the, for GWS, Caniglio back, Haynes and O'Halloran are out for GWS. Yeah, one one of those will be the subs. Sub, so yeah. No, it's interesting. And uh, this is the point end. And uh, I honestly thought, so Port Adelaide are taking a risk in my with McKenzie. He could hardly walk last week. He was on crutches. And um, he will play. The other other game too, as I said, yeah, Aaron Melbourne, Hamill, uh, Melbourne and Melbourne, yeah, Carlton. Tomlinson, Spargo and Jordan are all in for Melbourne. Out Brayshaw, we know why. Laurie, Van Ruin uh, for the hot, and Hibbard. Yeah. And in for Carlton comes Kennedy. Out goes Harry Matthew McKay Kennedy, and Jack yeah. Martin. Well, let's go to Aaron Hamill too. Carlton have turned around. It's been, they've been the great story with the Giants, I think, the back yep. end of the year. They've won their first final. They get another big one. Can they advance? Well, we'll, we'll know in a, in a couple of days. Aaron, how are you? Evening, gents. Um, yeah, thanks for having me. Um, yeah, no, things are um, come around pretty quick since since last week. So we've had a uh, a pretty standard week. Um, get the review out of the way against Sydney and um, a pretty low key build up. But uh, now the boys are, are certainly um, chomping at the bit. Aaron, the benefit of having a final, a lot of the guys have played a, a lot of football without playing one. You beat Sydney last week, you did it well, it was, a, it was a tough game, but what about just having that benefit of one final? How important for the next one, do you think? Yeah, it was interesting. Vossi, um, Vossi addressed it uh, during during the week, and um, you know, I guess we're, we're, we're quite privileged um, when you play for sort of Carmen or, or a couple of the bigger clubs, you get to play in these big games, you know, 90,000 plus um, four or five times a year. So from from an atmosphere point of view, um, the boys were, you know, they're, they're well rehearsed in that. But as we know, finals are, um, are a different ball game again in terms of intensity. So we've um, really, we feel the last sort of nine or ten weeks have been elimination finals for us, essentially. But um, look, there, there was a little bit extra in there, clearly because it's a finals um, a finals game. But no, the, the, the boys... Um, we're pretty composed with it. Um, you know, we had a discussion around it, post around, you know, what's it like? And Cripp has played 180 games without a final and Doherty and Weedering. So they certainly enjoyed it and they're, um, and they're craving for, for, for more. Aaron, this is your second year at Carlton. I mean, you've had a, a, a wonderful career now, as a, obviously as a player and secondly now as a coach in the system. With, with Vossi early, I mean, you know, you just missed the finals last year, finished ninth. All the pressure early in the season, you know, with some losing games, is he going to sack him and all the crap that goes on with that. Yep. How did Michael yep. handle all that, Aaron? You would have seen him close hand. Yeah, it was interesting, um, Blighty, you know, and you've just, you know, you, you yourself, you've been exceptionally um, successful in your own right in terms of coaching and, you know, the, the challenges that go with it and that's why there's only really 18 jobs, you know, it's a bloody tough gig. Um, and Vossi, I think it was, 
it was um, from a if you look at it from a club point of view, it, it was it was basically from the top down. So Brian Cook came in um, clearly well well experienced in terms of what he's able to achieve over his time. Um, so he was able to steady the ship a fair bit along with Luke Says, and then it flows down to Brad Lloyd, and then obviously Fossey who's driving. Um, the the whole messaging um, as well, so it was quite aligned. Um, but I was, you know, he was um, he was exceptional through that time. You know, really dogged approach, just really consistent in his approach. Um, he didn't waver in his in his belief. Um, and and the leadership through Cooper and and, and Walsh and Weedering and Chair and those types of guys and Harry were were um, were, were they, they didn't deviate either. So it was really aligned. Um, and we knew what we were chasing. Uh, it, was, it wasn't like we were chasing three or four things. We were yeah. we were chasing clearly the the defence part of it in our pressure game, and 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 we weren't up to standard. Um, and the Essendon game was 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 a tipping point with it, thirty three tackles and a really poor pressure game. So the boys got together and um, yeah, and and I guess the rest is history in terms of trying but, but trying to turn it around. But as you know, Malcolm, you, you you're never out of the woods, but no. we feel that we've got them. Yep. playing in, a, in and we've got them in the right headspace at the moment. Aaron Hamo, I guess. Aaron, it seemed to turn around the second quarter against the Gold Coast Suns. They they sort of dominated the first. Then you, I think you might have kicked nine goals. And from then on, you know, the next two months was great footy. Did you tinker around with anything? You said you, you stuck to your beliefs and, and Vossi is very important on those sort of philosophies. But did you tinker with anything to try and change it? Maybe get the ball moving just a fraction quicker? Yeah, we spoke a little bit about ball movement, but ninety percent of it was around our pressure and contest. If we, you know, to be perfectly frank about it, we were, um, you know, we're approaching the contest in a couple of different ways around around the neutral ball and 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 are we going to win it or do we need to earn the right to to actually win the ball back by applying enormous heat and pressure first? So we. Um, we, we we got to work on that, you know, the training transfer. It, um, and and with these things, you don't know if it's going to stick, um, and you're going to get some um, reward for your effort straight away. And, and and we actually didn't. It took a it took a couple of weeks to get going on that. But um, it was funny, you know, when when you got the ball, when you when you get it back, and you're going a lot quicker at at them. That um, your sort of ball use and ball movement, and these guys have got such good instinct that it, that, that that takes over, which is what we wanted to get get into the boys and then we know we've got the talent up front and through the middle part of the ground with, with who we've got there but we just um, we, we just weren't applying enough pressure um, more often enough to, to get the ball back um, and, and, and go back at them. Yeah, now with your forward line um, Mackay's out, we obviously know that, Jack Martin's got suspended uh, and I, it, it's going to be interesting now and yet during the year Kurnow by himself up forward you still look very capable without Mackay being there. Is is that the sense of what the club yeah. feels? Yeah, look, we, we we're definitely a better team when Harry's in it. Um, there's no doubt about it. Now our forward line can can function um, certainly a lot better. And we and we even saw it last week that, that what what Harry was able to do further up the ground. Yeah, he missed a couple of goals, but he was significant in you know, seven score involvements, a couple of contested marks, and getting further up the ground. So we're we're, um, we, we, we do function well when Harry's certainly there and the attention that he can take off Charlie. Um, the, the, the fact that, you know, we don't, we don't have Harry there this week, you know, that's, there's certainly the keys in May and, and Lever that we need to be really mindful of and, and we know that they're a really quality defensive unit and particularly with their intercept game. So, so we're going to have our hands full with, with Lever clearly but, um, and May. So, so we've, um, 
you know, they've, we've spoken a fair bit about both of them during match committee and, and, and rightly so with the influence that Lee has had the last couple of, couple of weeks uh, or a couple of times that we've played them, 12 intercept marks each time. So we're, we're certainly aware of that. Um, and if we, we feel if we can get the ball to the ground, mm. um, like we have like we have over the past or past the, the last couple of weeks, we've, we've dried up a little bit. But when we do get the ball to ground, we feel that we're in, we're in good, good shape there with the smalls around the feet. Sometimes you can tell how strong a side is by who can't make the side. And you're losing Mackay and, and Martin, but Fisher's probably played as good a footy as the last couple of months. Dow's his best footy, I think, for Carlton. And Holland's also a good youngster. So none of them can make the side, which, which holds the team, I think, Aaron, in good stead. Yeah, yeah, you're spot on, um, and we haven't really had that that, that luxury um, too often. Um, you know, we, we you know we've been crying out for competitions for spots. Um, there's some really good guys who, who are in good form that, that that aren't selected, and that's just the way. I think if you look at every team that's um, that's left now, you, there's always good players that miss out, um, and, and we're certainly no different. Um, you know, Kennedy comes in and. And he's done. He's done a, a fair bit of work. So it's it's in, you know it's probably worth, uh, a risk certainly worth worth taking um, with, with Kennedy coming in and and obviously Harry and Martin uh, Martin going out of the side. So yeah, there's a couple that'll come in around uh, around you know in terms of their physical output, and we feel that um, and Kennedy's one of them that he's done enough work to satisfy us. Uh, we had a, had a little scratch match last week, and he got through, and he's had eight eight really solid sessions. So. Um, we feel he's ready to go for a semi-final. I love that. You've had a little scratch match. I love that. Just testing that. <laughs> enough, enough teams don't do it. Anyhow, hey, just back to Lever. Yeah. I was really interested in your comment on what Lever... Um, I mean, he's an important player. We know that. So Stephen May. We know that. But the interesting thing with yep. Lever, when someone's actually made it hard for him, you know, played on him, uh, we, David and I have talked about it, and we just thought, I wonder, do you go? Because not everyone plays perfectly every week. We know that. And he might have a bad day and drop three marks and get down on himself. Will you make a start? You don't have to tell me this, but would you have someone on him to start with, or you just wait and see it unfold and have someone ready to go to him? Yeah, I think so, Blight. I mean, you, we, we, we want to be... And it's pretty similar to Melbourne, where, where, where they've got a clear DNA how they play. Uh, and what they do, but I'm, I'm a big believer in you've got to take something off the opposition yep. that, that's a clear threat. Um, so and, and Lever's Lever's a clear threat. So so he's going to be a close watch. Yep. I mean we can't, you just don't want to get beaten on what you know. So we 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 know that um, coming into the game, if we don't use the ball right, then then and 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 we blast away and we're lazy with options, then then you know you pay the price with it against these type of guys. And I think it's been the evolution this year. We've seen a number of roles. Sharman on Whitfield and Sharman from Saints doing it a fair bit, and I think King did it to Andrews with when Gold Coast played Brisbane. Weedering's had to deal with it a little bit. He dealt with it last last week with Parker late. So I think teams are um, teams are certainly putting a lot more time into the interceptors, not so much the running rebound now. The um, the, 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 the more more the intercept players that. Um, that kill the face straight away because I know if you can get the ball to ground, you can put your team under heat and play your front half game, which which most teams want to live off. So, I think the the, the yeah. But back to your question, Brody, I think yeah. Lever the one 
the, 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 his his strengths clearly can can set them up and and, and get their more ball movement going and put your defence under under enormous pressure. So look, he'll certainly be a close watch. Good on you, Aaron. One quick one: we we see your players, but we don't know them that well. But I know Sam Walsh had a back injury at the start of the year, and he's had a hamstring injury. But we just love everything. Every football follower loves the way he plays. He looks so professional. Just give us a snapshot on, on Sam Walsh because he came in and basically dominated from, from game one with Carlton. Yeah, he's, um, you know, I've been involved in a fair bit, fair bit of footy over, over a couple of decades now and, there's, um, and seen some outstanding plays. Um, but he's right, at, he's right at the top of the tree for me. Walsh, he's, um, he's a bloody lunatic. He's certainly got the chip. Um, <laughs> as, soon as, he, as, as soon as he crosses that white line, He's he's hard to uh, he's hard to stop, but he's he's running power as you know as good as I've seen up there with you know your Brad Hill types. But his contested work that he's that he's able to generate in the outside, the inside, you know he's um, he, he he's elite. But it certainly doesn't happen by fluke. You know he's such a pro in what he does and um, he, the, the way he prepares and the way he trains. You know he's just um, he's and he's got a really good understanding of what. The Carlton jumper means to him, so he's mm. he's really aware of that, that the legacy that he wants to leave, and you know he's such what is he twenty two, twenty three years of age, and and for him to be at that to to play at that level, and you're right, the back injury hampered him, but he's um yeah his performance last week was outstanding. So when you when you throw him in with Cripper and Walsh, Chera, Hewitt, uh, those guys, mm. it's um it's, it, it can be it, it can be a potent mix, and, and he just add, he he just adds that flavour on the outside for us. Well, Aaron, thanks for your time. Good luck this week. I think a lot of people want Carlton to get through, and uh, thanks for your time. Uh, pleasure, guys. Anytime. Cheers. Aaron Hamill, the assistant coach of uh, Carlton Cobram Estate. We're talking premium Australian extra virgin olive oil. It's grown, harvested, and first cold pressed in Northern Victoria. We do speak a lot about it. That's because we love it. Coming up in the show, thanks to the all electric Kia EV6 GT supercar and Lumo Energy SA. I switched to the affirmative, joined Lumo today. Toddy Gray, we've got our tips too. Malcolm and I think are going to differ on a couple here, but plenty more to come. Kia didn't just make an eight-seat family car. They made a grand utility vehicle. Kia Carnival GUV. Australian-owned and supporting communities, the arts and you. Join Lumo Energy today for a brighter SA. Welcome back to Sports Day SA. Malcolm Blight and David Wildy. Time now for Toddy Gray for GRSA, Greyhound Racing SA. No one, no one runs the dogs like South Australia. Toddy, how are you? Oh, I'm getting by, but um, guys, one day after another, one foot in front of the other. But more importantly, how are you guys? Uh, we are, we've had a great week, even if we say it ourselves. Yeah, and you know what, Toddy? <laughs> Someone gave me your Go tips earlier today, which doesn't happen. We get surprised when you come on, but I've got them today. And I have already backed, and I, I can imagine what I could be buying instead, because I've got to read that, <laughs> but I can imagine what I can win also when you read them out and tell all our listeners exactly what's going to happen tonight at the beautiful Engle Park. Well, tonight, lads, my, my top two out of all those ones you saw, Malcolm, um, race eight, number one, Scalacci is the main one. I think that one of the interstate dogs is going to win one of the feature races tonight. Last week, he was incredible. On what was, a, let's be honest, a monsoon track. We know what the weather was like last Thursday. He went 30-27. And honestly, 30-27, I don't think we'll see him run much faster when they win the Adelaide Cup in about a month's time. Uh, what he did on that track last week in his first official race start at Angle Park was just 
un- unbelievable. Tonight, look, he hasn't been missed in the market. He's yours for theirs. Uh, about even money is the best I've seen, two bucks. But he's got box one. The two dog is now a late scratching, so he's got no next-door neighbour, so he should just be able to spread his wings and Ooh. fly. I wish I could give you a big rundown of this race, but it's very simple. He goes straight to the front and he wins for mine. So race eight, number one, Scalacci is my um, number one best bet of the night. And the second one is probably, and I have an excuse for the last week, we got one out of two last week, yep. it should have been two, because race 11, number six, Chairman. We're following up on him. Oh, he was a moral beat. He actually jumped too well. Last week I said I wanted him to miss the start. He was vying for the lead to the first turn. Copped a bit of argy-bargy, um, kept his footing and finished on okay. He was a moral beaten, but such is life. That's racing for you. Tonight, he finds himself in just a five-dog field. He's got box six again, vacant boxes either side of him. The four-dog will absolutely one million percent lead in this race. I can't see why we can't get straight on its back, lob second, and he's known for his strength and just and run it down. I don't think he can be unlucky two weeks in a row. So race 11, yeah. number six, chairman. Again, he's only around 220 in the market. There was no real... There's no real, no super value tonight or anything, lads. Just two dogs, I just reckon, are just a little bit overpriced, but they are favourites. They're short, but not short enough for me. Toddy, tell us about the difference in greyhound weights. I've seen some are, you know, 25, 26 kilos, some are 35, 36, and they still run similar time. That's an incredible weight difference. Oh, isn't it, Jess? It is. It's like putting, you know, a welterweight up against a heavyweight in some of them and stuff like that. Um... The, the smallest dog we've had racing in SA lately has been a dog called Sutton Sandy, who retired not long ago. She raced at about 22, and one of the biggest dogs we have running around in, in um, SA is a dog called Yaramundi Garth. He's 42, lad. Um, <laughs> Fatty most, Boomba. Most, yeah, oh, he's, he's massive. He looks like a Shetland pony. Mm-hmm. Um, honestly, lads, when it comes to bitches, the female dogs, you really want probably 27 to 28 kilo is just perfect um perfect when it comes to just amount of muscle fat and obviously all um size and everything and with dogs low 30s 32 to 33 is pretty much an ideal weight but you see you'll see a lot of dogs which are 35 and 36 that doesn't mean anything really bad obviously it means that they can just they're not as agile with some of the lighter dogs but they can cop a bump a bit better obviously most bigger dogs generally are stronger but you want to look as an ideal weight, 27, 28 for a female and 32 to 33 for the male dogs. Wow. The man, no, no, thanks, Toddy. What he doesn't know about dogs is not known. That's incredible, the weight difference, though. Yeah, it is. Yeah. For a greyhound, it, they all look know, the same. Well, it doesn't matter much. I mean, it's just like humans, like any animals. We're not all perfectly the same. No, we're not. Look at you and I. Scalacci. Scalacci was, was a, a great race. Gray, a grey? Can I tell you something? Patsy and I were at Yarra Glen Races when it had its first start as a two-year-old. It was a, a great uh, North Melbourne person's uh, celebration day. And we saw Scalacci win its first race as a two-year-old. What, what, when did when was that? What what era of Scalacci? Uh, uh, it the, would have been late 70s, early 80s. 80s. Yeah, yeah, 80s. A sprinter. 80s, yeah. Over 1,000 and 1,200, yeah. the grey, though. Yeah, beautiful. Yeah, it's unbelievable. Quick as. Uh, Beaumont Tiles giving away a trip for two to America's footy's biggest game worth over $70,000. Just shop in store at Beaumont's before November 12th. in with a chance. T's and C's apply. Repeating... Big Charlie Dixon is in, Finlayson. Jeremy, who's had a wonderful year, has been omitted, as has Dylan Williams with injury. So they've gone in with perhaps a couple of players slightly underdone. No, they're not. They're fit. Giants are fit. And uh, also Melbourne and Camp. We spoke with Aaron Hamill not long ago. They've made a couple of changes. Now we remember birthdays. Patsy Blight, December 20. How am I going? Well, well done. Thank you very much. We're going to take a break. Plenty more to come on the other side. Welcome back to Sports Day. I say Malcolm Blight and David Woody. Time now for our Sandful Tips. 
Time now for a Sandful update, thanks to Host Plus. Host Plus has been named Super Rating Super Fund of the Year for 2023. That's a plus. Issued by Host Plus Proprietary Limited. Check the PDS and TMD at hostplus.com.au. Yeah, only the one game because it is the prelim final and uh, the Crows are taking on Sturt. Uh, look, full mark, well done to both teams too. I yep. think particularly the Crows, Port and the Crows generally fall away with, you know, players have operations and this and that. But Michael Godden's keen to get to a grand final and I think you're pretty keen you think they can. Well, I, yeah, at this stage it is. I mean, what's happened is Kieran's drawn's back in and that will mean... Borlays, the young Borlays can play at the back for the Crows. Right, comes back in yeah, too. Yeah, and the captain comes Maybe back. Maybe McPherson. In. Yeah. So there's a, there's some good ins there. Uh, one of the interesting things going to be if they do get through to the grand final, and they are playing a team, Sturdy's had a very, very good I hope year. the whinges don't come out again. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I think we should just mention to anyone here, anyone wants to have a whinge about Port Adelaide and Adelaide not being the sample, I am going deaf. I am not listening. I'm not going to have a comment. I am not going to say anything naughty about them. Other than that, I can't hear. So it's, it's all right to have them in during the season, but if they actually it's make a grand final, final, oh, no, they can't do that. No. can't do that. They're the rules. If anyone doesn't like it, if a team in the sample doesn't like it, they're the rules. Go and play in the Adelaide Footy League or go and play in Fremantle League. I hope they win and beat Glenelg. Glenelg beat us twice in a grand final. Never liked Glenelg. <laughs> Never liked them at all. Yeah. Well, anyhow, last time, Sturt actually were down by seven points from the Crows. So they've got some good form against them when the Crows were really going okay. So Marty Matner... Has Sturt led, got... Didn't Sturt lead the last game seven goals to two yeah, yeah, and got beat? And Marty Matner, of course, uh, has already got two premierships with him. So this would be a, a third crack at it if he gets through to the grand final Mickey, against Glenelg. Mickey got one with the Eagles, didn't he? Yes, he did indeed. So this is this is pretty good. Yeah, it is. They've, they've been terrific sandful people, haven't they? Sturt have had a couple of injuries in the, you know, in the finals, but I, I think it's... You talk about 50-50 games. You can't pick any of these two with any confidence. Glenelg just sit back, feet up, smoking the pipe and ready for a week later. Yeah, and it is a preliminary final. I, I had this conversation with my darling wife. I, Patsy! I, yeah, I was involved in 11 or 12 preliminary finals as playing coach. It is the worst day in a football calendar. It's all, I, I called it in the old days. It's like dancing with your sister. It, which has been quoted many times. Is it I'm, worse to lose a prelim than lose a grand final? It, well, I reckon it is because you mm. don't get there. I mean, it's bad enough losing the grand final, but at least you gave yourself a chance and you went through the hoop. The big bar, day. You know, and, yeah. and just to go back there dancing with the sisters. So I'm like, what do you mean by that? I said, well, you're out where you want to be, but not who you want to be with. Oh. <laughs> it's just oh. one of those. Yeah, it's no connotation to that. It was just a thing I said. It's one of my sayings. Yeah. Other people have used it now. Yeah, I know. A lot of people copy of that one, that one. Um, dance. I don't, actually, I don't mind dancing with my sister. No, we would have She's done 12 years kids. younger than me, so we get out there and, you know, now and then parties rock, ever dance. Rock and roll. Uh, no, not close stuff, just no. more dancing. You know. Do you like the twist? Did you do like not the very twist good at it. No. I was okay at the twist. I was useless at everything else. We're at the rumba. No, pass. No. no. Hey, talking about rumba, talking about rumba, there's going to be a rumble shortly in the AFL and the collective bargaining agreement with the players, the CBA, as we call it. What they're going for is not only more $200,000 from the up, up, up everything. 600000 they yeah, want. Yeah. But what they're going to talk about now is a mid-season trade. Now, it happens in other sports. We've been reluctant to do it. And I go back to, and we'll talk about what all that means, maybe 2025, David. I, I was, I've been reluctant to buy into that. 
there's some good reasons why. If you get some injuries, you can get some more players in. And if you're in the finals, you're in that window of winning a final, maybe getting another player from another club. And I remember, and I'll repeat this story, it was back in the 70s, and a guy called Brian Whale Roberts moved from oh, Richmond yeah. to South Melbourne mid-season in that, in that year. At the Brownlow Medal that year, B. Roberts, three votes for Richmond, and virtually, round 11, round 12, B. Roberts, South Melbourne, three votes. It was almost like that. And the room's gone, oh. So they count... Does that mean he's got six votes? So yeah, yeah, you still yeah, win the medal if you're good you, enough. Oh, yeah, you win it at two different clubs. And it just to me, when I was sitting there, I said, is that the game that we think we should all be playing for? Remember, it was territorial. It was like you playing at Prospect, me playing at Woodville Oval. This was Richmond playing South Melbourne in the suburbs of Melbourne. They do it in and the NBA. Just, yeah, I know they do. And, and they do it like six, eight, ten players crossover. So, look, I, I think we're moving with the times. If, if And particularly if a lad can't get a game... Say with um, who's been the best side all year, Collingwood. Yep. And they've got a, Collingwood player number twenty six. I'm not going to get a game in no. someone, but he's good enough to get a game elsewhere. Well, you don't know that. That's what you're presuming. Well, it could be, um, for example, it could be a McCreary, it could be a Lipinski. Someone's played yep. a lot of footy. Yeah, yeah. But they can't crack into this team. Yep. Um, so you you don't mind it? No, I, I think we've got to go with the times. I okay. really do, and and it should be win win. If you're prepared to trade someone. You obviously want that person, yeah, and they want something back. They want something back, so it should be win-win. And I would just, have thought. Yeah. Now, just talking on that, um, I wrote down today the Port Adelaide trades. I mean, Brandon Zirk Thatcher wants to come from Essendon. Yeah. Jordan Street from the Western Bulldogs and Azava Radaglia from Geelong. I, I think they've only got their first pick is pick thirty-seven because they've already given up their the farm for Jason Horn Francis. I last think you'll year. find a couple of players will be. Involved, where well, Dersman's name's been thrown yeah. around. I think they have to do that, and then you've got future picks you got for the next year. And the some of the, couple of those, they might have to be first round picks in twenty twenty four, and maybe even twenty twenty five. And you know those three players, I don't think the Crows would need any of them. No, you got Murray to come back. Um, you got big fella from Butts. back Butts to come back. Yeah. Uh, Tom Duday to come Go back. back. That, then they've then they've got Keane playing and Borlase. I don't think that so, would so need none of them. Port, this is this is Port Adelaide's window of yes, isn't it? With this young midfield they've got, they've got to have a crank now. Do you blame them for doing this? If they if they gave away the farm now for the next two years of draft picks, do you think this is their window? Is there enough in the forward line? I think there's enough in the midfield. George Yardis comes back. Yeah, but is it so? Where their issue is is defence. A couple of you know, Jonas is retired. Driving. Mackenzie's almost gone. gone. Yeah, Cleary. Gone. So so this is now, isn't it? That, but I, but do you think those three players would help Point Adelaide win a premiership? Radigalia and Alir Alir play very similar. Both yeah, they do. see ball, get ball, intercept. Yeah, but I, I don't think they're what you call a tight checker. They they want to, you know I reckon you could I reckon you can make them. I reckon you can make them in that role. And Street's the interesting. Uh, Jordan, sweet, you, sweet, you, sweet. You're recruiting blokes that can't get a regular game at their own club. Yeah, I know. So that's why you're probably not going to give up the farm for them. No, I wouldn't. Okay. But you might have to. They're talking about paying radically 600000 uh, Mind you, that's going to be the average wage in, what, two years' time? <laughs> it's ridiculous. Can I, I just, okay, I'm going to jump around a bit here. But I, I, I flicked over last night in South Africa uh, playing Australia in the ODI, the third ODI. They made 338 South Africa, can you believe? 
I saw a bit of that. The pitchers, yeah. Travis Head was the best of the yeah. the bowlers. The spinners did a bit of damage. And then Australia got off to a great start. Warner again, lost his shoe. Yeah, lost his shoe and got run out. Run out. And slipped. How do you lose your shoe? Oh, you just do sometimes. You would have lost your boots. Someone just happened. That's no. when someone steps on your heel. But yeah, when you rang between no, wickets. No, I wouldn't have thought so. But anyhow, something happened. Do you, do you care mate, much about the one days? No. Uh, 227 uh, Australia made. So they lost by 111 runs. So it was quite convincing. Well, the other game last night, which I thought you might, was a record for England, uh, Ben Stokes. Oh, yeah. 182. Yeah. And they beat New Zealand by 181 in the 50-over game. Yeah, so that means if only 181, so if Ben Stokes didn't play, they would have won by one. Ben Stokes, yeah, could have played them on their own. Uh, Gone down by a run. (laughs) Hey, um, what what about the wash-up too from last night? Right. I went to golf today and the people were talking about that. Was it fair? Wasn't fair? Both you and I wanted Maynard to get off for the sake of footy. And a lot of people don't like Maynard, so they wanted him gone anyhow. But the decision, and AFL aren't appealing, the decision was the right one. We agree with that? In in terms of football. I agree with you. The sentiment around the emotion of the families involved, I get they would love to have seen him rubbed out. I get that. That's on a very, very personal level. Well, the biggest noise almost came from the Brayshaw family. Yeah, it did. And, and uh, see, Danny Frawley's uh, well, widow, because her daughter is now involved I know. With, with the Brayshaws. Can I also say... Engage. Uh, engage. Can, this, is, this is my problem. I actually wrote this down today after reading that story. And I, I've got this thing now, and I think I brought this up a few months ago. What actually happens, David, when a teammate knocks a teammate out? Yeah. What actually Do they get suspended? Then? Yeah. For carelessness? What actually happens Negligent? Then? All of that. That's a very good point. And it has happened. It has happened. Well, they remember Cameron got hit by his own man. Well, hang on. Aaliyah, Aaliyah and... Um, what's his name? Earlier this year? They did smash heads. Uh, Lucky Jones. Lucky Jones. So what actually happens there? How do, how do, you, how do you govern that? How do you put that in to words to say that you were careless or he was careless? You both get suspended yeah. for being negligent. Do you know now what that I mean? we'll see that is an a, that's obviously an accident. Yeah, I, but it I, can happen. Yeah, I, and I, that's why I think this. The, oh, it's a can of worms, isn't it? We don't want to see head injuries. We know all that. I don't know how you legislate for what Maynard did. No, I don't know how you legislate for it. But as long as we play contact sport, people are going to get hurt. And I, I've given the example of jockeys, boxers, yeah. uh, rugby have yeah. some horrific injuries. Even in soccer, you can get hurt if it's contact sport. You can get hurt, and um, um, and I'd I'd hate to see a game bloody go touch football wise. It, it, to me, I think you'd turn off a lot of uh, a lot of eyeballs would leave the TV set if it be, if it becomes um, like a touch footy. Yeah, apparently in in old Rome, they, old Rome. Yeah, they didn't go to the Colosseum because the lions stopped eating. Is that right? <laughs> apparently, is that a, another Malcolm Blight saying? Yeah. No, I, I, as I said, I, look, I think uh, footy is the winner here, and AFL had a chance to appeal. They didn't. They took it there just to, I think, to save their own bacon, which is quite but, clever. But they'll, they'll put a clause in. If you cause concussion, get ready. Okay, get ready. Yeah, get ready. You're going to get. It's going to cost you dearly. You know what I'm going to get ready for? Shortly, yeah. we're going to the AFL tips, and there's two games, and we procrastinated Ooh. with Umdenard. I spent hours, days on this. Well, I'm going to give you a little breather, just a little stinger shortly. So you've got about 10 seconds to get your thoughts right. Here we go. Sports Day SA. We will, we will rock you. On Crunch.
1323 and 1629 SENSA. Yes, we will. We will rock you. Malcolm Blight, David Wilde, AFL Tips, Toolkit Depot, Tools, Equipment, Safety Gear and Workwear. Toolkit Depot, everything you need under one roof. Tools, Equipment, Safety Gear and Workwear, in-store and online. Interesting games, Blighty, you and I have been tossing and uh, turning about the Giants, Port Adelaide, all week. The team's in. We know what we're... Giants are so settled. I mean, they really didn't need to really make any changes. Right. Uh, Port a couple there, but um, who do you like? Are you going to stick with your Port Adelaide? Look, I am, and there's, there's a couple of reasons for it. I, I just One of them is what I want to listen to this. Miles Bergman has said something about the clearance issues. You know when the Brisbane got the, the young group, the young great yep. midfield? I'd love to hear, listen to what Miles Bergman said. They're, I reckon they've fixed it up. The stats don't seem too bad apart from the score. So we, we ended up, I think, winning clearance, but it's more about the damage from clearance. Usually we're pretty good at stopping score um, and actually pretty good at scoring ourselves. But there was just a little bit of a breakdown and a bit of structure. And yeah, like you said, we've covered that and hopefully we can fix that. Yeah, and that's what... When we spoke to Luke Kelly last night and I asked him, was it structure or talent? And he was quite definite about the structure. I reckon what's happened is they've got a bit confused. They're a bit, the three kids are great players, but they're ball chasers, aren't they? That's but as They are. They forget to defend, defend at times. Yeah. And sometimes you've got to have an arm near the other player. You don't have to be right alongside him, but you can have an arm just to yeah. cover your space and then go. And they've got enough speed, David. I reckon they, they've been really good learners this year. I got a feeling they're going to be a different team this year, Port Adelaide. A different team this week. This week. How do you use Ollie Wines and Travis Boak? Because Wines has been pushed out on the wing and he's really struggling. That you put him back in the centre where he belongs he and might, take one of the kids out. Yeah, you might do that. You might do both. Do do the changes out on the wing. You can do that with both of those guys, and they'll be. They won't let you down. They'll have a crack. They just might, you know, not be as slippery away as the other kids are. So, I'd certainly do that, but. Having that extra body in there that a harder player just might help the balance of the midfield. When you look at the Giants, who don't have a health issue at all, no. and Porter got two or three, um, how does that... No, I don't reckon Porter will have any health issues this year. Ken Hinkley and the coaching staff will get their socks pulled down if there's any injury issues. Well, they will be fit. They will be training almost as we speak. David, you know, they're trained this afternoon, this evening. So... Uh, Yes, no, they'll be, they will be fit. There will be no excuses for Port Adelaide. No one's unfit. I, I just uh, I think winning form's good form and Giants have won 11 out of 13. And, and ironically, one of the teams they got lost to was Port by seven goals, nearly eight goals. Yeah, now see, so that that's why I think, you know, some teams just match up. Yeah, you know, that you've yeah. been around long enough, so have I, that I just got that feeling like that they won 13 in a row for a reason. I know they've got a couple of injuries, but not that many. I, I just reckon that they'll bounce back. All right. you, you wouldn't like sitting second and third most of the year. All year, for the straight team, sets. Yeah, the team from six or seven to knock you out. That, and I know it's happened, but I, I, it'd leave an awful taste in your mouth. I've hated that term, straight sets, unless you're at the winner. You yeah. won in straight sets. <laughs> Actually, isn't it funny? We all do pick up sayings from other, other uh, sports. Yeah, and that's, that's a real tennis, isn't it? It's a real tennis thing. So... You, you, you're still pretty keen on GWS. Yeah, I, I, I am. And, I mean, we spoke with Dean Brogan earlier in the week. We've heard everybody talk. Um, we'll, play, we'll play a couple of um, grabs of Adam Kingsley shortly too. They're very confident. A lot of people think they can go all the way. If they get over, mind you, if they get over Port, they have to go take on Collingwood, don't they? Yeah, now listen to At this. the MCG. Now here's the new coach, right, triple premiership coach of Richmond, Damien Hardwick. 
He's he's on the GWS bandwagon now. We know Dusty Martin. Orange tsunami. Gonna, he's on this. Have a listen to this day, Damien. <laughs> Look, in fairness, he, he's been a wonderful coach. You know, he's very smart. Did a great um, apprenticeship, and the way he's got him playing, I, I think they're a big chance of winning the whole thing. Um, I think wow. the way they're going, their form line, and the way they play the game, I think they're a real chance. And I've always got this thing about sides. You know, Adam would have learned a lot about his last um, time versus Port Adelaide. So he'll, uh, he'll get some great learnings from that, and I'm pretty sure they'll, uh, they'll bounce back this There you go. I, I think Port Adelaide will get some learnings from their last start against Brisbane. So, I mean, we don't know, but what we, will, what we do hope for, David, is an exciting game. Wouldn't, wouldn't it be good if they, just, if they both went for it? At some stage yeah. or other, if you get three or four goals behind in this game, there's no tomorrow, so you're going to just see flat-out attack. Yeah, and Adam Kingsley, they're kicking big scores now. Yeah. I think they've kicked over 100 points, three of their last four, the yeah. Giants. So they're playing some super footy. And the thing about Port that worries me is there's too many iffy, if they do this, if they do that. Everything has to go right, I think, for Port to win. I really do. So we'll see what happens there. This is our finals preview for Polaris. Australia's number one selling side-by-side brand. Polaris plate clearance deals are on now. Save $2,000 on the range of 1,000 EPS, plus get $1,000 free accessories. Melbourne taking on Carlton. We spoke with Aaron Hamill earlier, but um, what do you make of this game? 50-50 or is it slightly <laughs> Melbourne? Well, as you know, at the start of the... I keep. I'm, I won't have to say this for much longer. I, I'd sort of... I, I nominated a Melbourne-Brisbane grand final. I thought they were both in pretty good nick and a good list. Now, it's not going to happen. It can't happen. One of them is going to have to miss if, if they get through. So... What I'm going to do now is stick to my original and say Melbourne can actually come good. Come good. It's going to be difficult against Carlton, who have been as good as any team in the back half of the year, as good as anyone. They're playing well. But I still think, I look at the Melbourne names and maybe that premiership from two years ago, you just get keep seeing each premiership. A lot of names, yeah, yeah. 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 So that, that's the reason why I'm going back to what their best is. Their very best was good enough to win. I know there's a couple of player changes, but and Carlton... This is their first little visit to the finals for a lot of years. Now, they've had a win. Um, they're cock-a-hoop. It's great seeing them back in the finals. They do make for a better competition when they're in it. But I just got this little thing nagging away at me. I'm, I'm still sticking with the demons. Harry Mackay drops out, but sometimes he almost gets in Charlie Kerno's way. Can you... Can you? They played well when Harry wasn't there. Yeah, won a lot of games. You're quite right. Can you have a lot of little guys around Charlie? Maybe of course one. you could. One hybrid sort of play, but mainly smalls? Absolutely you can. Yeah, I, I agree. There's there's no reason why that can't happen. Now, I thought Jack Silvani might be the one, but he's yeah. not going to play now. So I, I still think you can. There's enough talent there and speed in the forward line. And Charlie, mate, he will jump for everything. They won't outmark him very well. If he gets a run at the footy, he will not be outmarked. What do you do with a, a Jake Lever? It's a bit like a Lear. He got tagged in a final a couple of years ago and couldn't get a kick. Jake Levers had 12 intercepts, I think, both times they played Carlton. Yeah. You've got to stop that. Yeah. You have to man up. Yeah. Because he, he's happy to run off you to get yeah. to me. So how, how do you – would you uh, make someone make him accountable? Yes, you would. Yeah, I think you would. What you do no, – if I was coaching him, I'd, I'd let it go. See, I mean, Jake Lever could have a bad day. Let's see what he does for the first 15 minutes. If he starts to read the ball well in the air, he's probably on for the day. You know yeah. those blokes that get it early? Yeah, like so, a touch early. Yeah. So if he's one of those, then you start to say, well, okay, you are plan B. And plan B is you, mm. John Smith. Doesn't matter who it is. 
just someone alongside him the whole time, so he just can't read the ball. He's got a body with him. It, and it doesn't matter the size of that player, really, David, because if you're smaller, you can use your pace and just get in front of him. Yeah, he doesn't like to be accountable, Jake. No. He likes to be yeah. the, the spare, and yeah. he does it really well. He does. You spoke about Adam Kingsley. I, I think if they can beat Port this week, if, I think mm. he's coach of the year. But no, no one had the Giants. They had Giants bottom four, most people this year. They'll go down, lost players again. He's been outstanding. They believe. You made the Crows believe. I remember you said <coughs> they were the lucky change rooms once. How good is this? Crows, when the, you didn't tell him you played in both sides, they were lucky. But that's clever. Yeah. Don't you think he's making them believe? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, there's probably been, they've risen the most on the ladder, haven't they? As, as far yeah, as anybody. In posi- in particularly position. if they can beat, knock oh, over Port. Oh, yeah. Uh, here's Adam Kingsley on the last time they played Port Adelaide. Yeah, I had to watch it again, unfortunately. It wasn't a, a great watch. Uh, but again, you know, you, you, you take every game as it comes and you learn your lessons, win or lose. And, you know, we had quite a few lessons come out of there. Uh, their intensity was far greater than ours. Um, so that, that was the sort of the foundation of the game. And then there were a couple of system things that they did that we didn't cope well. We didn't execute ours anywhere near well enough. So we've reviewed it. Um, we've prepared really well, as we do each and every week. Now we'll go out and train and, uh, and get ready to travel. Yeah. <laughs> they sound confident. Yeah, they've won here. They've won a couple of... They oh, lost yeah. to Port, but they beat the Crows. Oh, mate, they've won everywhere interstate. Well, 11 wins away. I've been everywhere, man. I mean, yeah. They've been a terrific team. And good to watch, too. I mean, I've said their seven players are probably... Gee, there's probably a couple more than what Port Adelaide got. Port Adelaide got some more solid citizens, yeah. probably. Yeah, I agree. I think you summed that up pretty well. But they're scoring now. I think under... Rather than Leon Cameron, they're scoring. Yeah. Adam Kingsley's playing far more attacking football. But they've yeah. got the talent. Why wouldn't you? Isn't it better to watch? I would have thought. No. Malcolm Blight, does he tag anyone? Does he tag a Rosie or Butters? Someone I, no, I reckon, get one of them no, out. No, no. What he'll do, he'll let his guys, Canilio back. So he'll, they'll let their guys go. Tom Green, her terrific year. They'll be fine. And I reckon he'll play the waiting game. The scoreboard. To see if they get away. Yeah. The scoreboard will get him in the end and make that decision. And I think, unless there was someone... See, the boys played okay last week. They weren't three yeah. votes, weren't they? They were good, but not great. So right now, they feel, might feel that finals pressure and think, oh, gee, I didn't play that... I, I played okay last week, didn't play well. So maybe maybe I'll be like it again. And you mightn't play as well. You might have to worry about them. Yeah, it's hard to... Uh, we always watch Butters and Rosie and Horn France for their attacking, but... We tend to not watch if they're defending at the right time. You got yeah. you got Cornelio and Kelly and and yeah, Ward oh, oh, yeah. and Tom Green. Yeah, they, they can hurt you, can't they? Oh man, they they're really good players. Well, they are really good players. Okay, so we are just in summing up. I am going the Giants, yeah. not with a lot of confidence, and Melbourne with not a lot of confidence. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm going Melbourne with hope. With hope, <laughs> and I'm going for Port Adelaide for all those people that barrack for Port Adelaide. And you jumped on we, their train, but I reckon if they go out, you'll quickly jump off again. Well, I, I won't have to barrack for them anymore no. for the year because they'll be done. No, they're done. No, I reckon their best has been over the year, a bit better than GWS for the year. Not, not Maybe not last week or the week before, but maybe they will rise. That's a Malcolm Blight call. Golf tomorrow for you? Oh, no, mate. Friday? No, no, Beautiful no. weather? No, mate. I am going to a wonderful lunch. Um, Basil Sellers, the great Basil Sellers, great benefactor, great South Australian with his brother Rex, who I cricket at uh, 
Woodville with. And of course, and, they're involved with the statues and too. And the statues. And another man who has a statue, Barry Robbins, going oh, as well. Oh, Sally so. Barry, my first and, coach. And, yeah, first coach. And Ian McLaughlin, the, who's oh. the doyen of lots of things, including the Adelaide Oval and what we've got there now. So He spoke at um, Neil Dancy's um, funeral, just spoke so well. Like yeah. Ian's got to be over 80 himself, yeah, but no, God, he got up there and yeah, he's, he's nailed it. Yeah, no, I'm... So we've done this. Basil comes, you know, back to Adelaide, and it's, it is great catching up with him. Just see what he's been doing and what the world of sports oh, been doing. I'm a bit disappointed you're not playing golf. I gave you a fantastic oh, I, tip. I thought I you were to see going. No, I thought you was going to say disappointed you didn't get an invite. But it's a I know. Pre- I, no, no, it's I a can't pre- be in two places at one time. You told me that. <laughs> you have a great weekend. Uh, love to Patsy, and we'll we'll know on Monday exactly what's going on and who's going to the prelim finals. Uh, see you, buddy. See you, Dave.